Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Well, it is so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight with each one of you. And uh, I know that we already, that something was already said, but I do give honor to Sister Ferris tonight. Amen. Uh, I'm one of those that does not know her well. I've met her a few times. I love her son, or her grandson, excuse me, Landon. He's become a a friend of mine when he's here. And uh, we both share a love for the game of golf. And, uh, and he's a wonderful young man. But I give honor to you, Sister Ferris, and um, the, the elders, amen, tonight in the room. That's who we are standing on. That's who I'm standing on tonight. Behind this pulpit is uh, the elders. And I'm so thankful for my elders tonight. Amen. And I give honor to the church. I'm so thankful for the church. If it wasn't for the church, there would be no kingdom. Amen. But we are called, we are chosen, and we've answered that call. And I'm so thankful for each one of you. And of course, to our wonderful pastor, I give honor to him tonight. I miss him. I was sharing with Brother Michael earlier today that uh, in as much as when he's here, we love to hear him speak. When he gives someone the ability to speak when he's here, there seems to be just some comfort or peace that comes with that. But I'm thankful for my shepherd and uh, the authority that we walk in tonight under him. Amen. If you'll, uh, you can be seated tonight. Uh, I'm so honored to be here speaking to you, and um, if, you, if you've known me, you've known me for a few years now, I've been here about four years, you know that I enjoy music, uh, I love to play and sing music, but one of the things that I really enjoy about music is understanding what we're saying. Sometimes we can get caught in just saying the words because they're on the screen or because we know them, uh, they're very familiar to us, whatever it might be. But uh, when we understand what we're singing, there seems to be more of a power that comes to that. And one of, the, uh, one of my favorite songs, one of the songs that this helps with, and for the next little while I'm going to talk about this, is an old hymn known as, It Is Well With My Soul. And many of you, I'm sure, know that. Uh, It is well with my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. And uh, I love the old hymns, but uh, many of you may not know the story behind this, and that's what I'm going to speak about for the next few minutes tonight, is it is well with my soul. The man who penned the words to It Is Well, his name was Horatio Spafford. He had quite a life. He was actually a well-to-do lawyer and real estate investor and tycoon in the city of Chicago. And uh, he had four daughters and one son. But uh, tragedy was not far from Mr. Spafford's life. Uh, when his son was just four years old, he died of a disease. And this was just the beginning of the things that would come upon Horatio Spafford's life. Shortly after that, the great Chicago fire took place and he lost a vast majority of his real estate investments and his uh, business opportunities there. 
So in the wake of all of this that was going on in Horatio's life, he decided to get away from the area, get away from the remembrances that he had, and he was going to join his friend, evangelist uh, Dwight Moody, on a tour in Europe. And uh, so he, he was about to leave. In fact, it was the night before they were going to board the ship to go to Europe that uh, some people came to Mr. Spafford's home and told him that there were some business dealings that he had to take care of that night in relation to his real estate investments that he had lost. It just seemed like he could not uh, take another step. It seemed like he could not gain any ground. He, 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 he's about to leave. He's about to put all of this in the rearview mirror, if it were. And, uh, but yet he's faced again with having to deal with this. And so they considered canceling the trip, but his wife encouraged him, listen, you go ahead and stay, deal with these situations, and me and the girls, his four daughters, will go ahead and continue to Europe as planned. And so they, they, they go. Uh, unfortunately, what reached Mr. Spafford was tragedy again. A few days later, the paper came that there was a terrible shipwreck and he found out it was the vessel that his wife and four daughters were on. Several days following that, he had no word as to whether there were any survivors, but he finally received the telegram with the words, Saved Alone, penned by his wife. So here he is, uh, a broken man in many ways. His ship comes to where he's going to now join his wife in Europe. He boards the ship, and as they are taking the very same route that the ship a few weeks before took, I can imagine it now, we don't really know every detail, but I can imagine the knock that came on Mr. Spafford's cabin door from the captain. Uh, Mr. Spafford, you, you told us to tell you when we would reach the spot, we, you, you wanted us to let you know, well, sir, we, we are there. And so with a heavy heart, Mr. Spafford makes his way to the deck of the ship and looking over the railing into the cold, dark waters where the ship that took his daughter's lives was sunk between the seas. He noticed, he, he, he's sitting there just contemplating life. I can imagine that even for maybe some of us today, if we would be faced with such tragedy that perhaps some even very dark thoughts entered into his mind, thoughts that people don't like to talk about, thoughts that may not be discussed every day as he's looking into the waters. What's it even worth? Why am I even here? What good would my life be? But Mr. Spafford had something that had held him to this point and continued to hold him, and that was his faith in Jesus Christ. And so as he's standing there glaring into the murky deep that took his daughter's lives, some words come to his mind. When sorrow like sea billows roll. Thinking about this, very quickly, he rushes back to his cabin. I can see it now in my mind's eye. He, 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 he 
moves around some things on the desk and finds his journal that is well worn with all of the things that has happened to him over the past few years and, and grabs a pen and begins to pen these words. But it wasn't just the sorrow that he began with. Instead, he began with peace. Those familiar words to us began to form on the page. When peace like a river attendeth my way. And again, for the next few moments, I'd like to examine what Mr. Spafford wrote in the coming hours. I can see now that as he's thinking of this, he, he grabs the well-worn Bible that he spent time in and, and, he, and he rushes as fast as he can to uh, the book of John, chapter 14, 27. And I will be in quite a few scriptures tonight. You can follow along if you, if you want. But where the scripture says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, these were the words of Jesus as he's sharing with the people that were around. And as Mr. Spafford reads these words, he also realizes that this man who he has his faith in, this man who the disciples and, and the Gospels are written about and everything that he's believed in, he has a unique place to be able to speak of the peace that he gives to you because of the prophecy that we find in Isaiah 9. And I can imagine then that Mr. Spafford quickly turns to the prophet where it says unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father and the prince of peace see Jesus has a unique place tonight because he has the authority to give us peace hallelujah he holds peace in his hands and if you need peace tonight he is the peace speaker he is the peace giver he is the one who has come to this place to the broken and to the heartache and to give you peace hallelujah hallelujah his, his Bible continues to turn to another place in Isaiah where the Scripture says that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. See, when we trust in the peace giver, we will have peace. Or in Psalms where it says, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it or the psalmist continues in chapter 84 where he says i will hear what god the lord will speak for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints but let them not turn again to folly see we can have peace tonight and it's because of peace that we can say it is well with my soul it is well with my soul He's the peace giver tonight. Maybe you question as I have in the past, what is peace? Brother Luke, what will peace feel like? Well, Brother Michael again and I, we enjoy wonderful talks as he's cutting my hair. He says that he could probably cut my hair in about 20 minutes, but because of our talks, it usually takes about an hour and a half that we have that I sit in his chair. Uh, but it's wonderful times. We were talking about what is peace. Peace is just the absence of a feeling 
of, the word's not coming to me, but of trouble, if you would. When you feel trouble, you're not feeling peace. But when you don't feel trouble, that is peace. See, I always, people would say, do you have peace about the decision? Do you feel peace about it? Do you, do you see peace in the situation? Well, peace is when there's, when, when there's no peace, there's turmoil. But when there's no turmoil, there's peace. And so more often than not, you probably feel peace because he's the peace giver. Amen. Amen. And that follows into the next words that Horatio Spafford penned. He said, like a river attendeth my way. See, the only way that we will have peace is when we have the river. And that river is that of the Holy Ghost. John says in writing about what Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. See, that is how you have peace, is when you are full of his Spirit tonight. And when that river flows through you, that's how you can find peace. And so it's peace like a river that attends our way. See, when I walk wherever I go, whether it be to work or to school or in my daily walk, when I am walking in his spirit, that's when I can walk in peace. Even when sorrow like sea billows roll are there with us, I can still find peace because I have the river of the Holy Ghost flowing through me. Hallelujah. So if you want peace tonight, you have to have the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you that this is the place that you can receive it. I wonder if I could have a show of hands of those that have experienced that river of the Holy Ghost tonight. See how the vast majority of this place tonight experiences that peace like a river. And you can too. All you have to do is repent of your sins and say, I'm sorry God for what I've done and who I've been. And then you will have a peace giving experience when you are filled with His Spirit and you begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Hallelujah. I wonder if anybody's thankful tonight for the river that gives us peace. Hallelujah. It is well with my soul because of the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. But I would be amiss if I skipped over those words that began this song for Mr. Spafford. He reaches those again, those first words penned, when sorrow like sea billows roll. And I can imagine he turns to Psalm 30 and reads, You have turned my mourning into dancing. You took off my sackcloth and clothed me with a garment of joy. I would be lying to you tonight if I told you you would never experience sorrow. I can just about... If I were a betting man, I could, I could put odds to it that every individual in this room has experienced some level of sorrow in your life. You cannot be an experienced person in life in general without experiencing sorrow. But it's through sorrow that we can find joy. Hallelujah. It's the joy of the Lord. It's full and overflowing that we can receive when we walk in Him. And that is why we can say, it is well with my soul. Amen. He continues writing and he says, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, 
It is well, it is well with my soul. I can imagine then turning from Psalms. He goes to Philippians in, verse, in chapter 4, verse 11, and, and where Paul says, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. He found Horatio in all of the situations that he had dealt with and even many more that he had no idea that may come that he learned to be content. See, Paul said, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. See, in the midst of everything that we might deal with in life, in the midst of the sorrow and even in the midst of the peace and of the joy, we can find that we can be content in Jesus Christ. See, we have a promise where He says, I will never leave the righteous forsaken or His seed begging bread we can trust in the peace giver tonight and that is why it is well with my soul oh could we thank him right now hallelujah thank you Jesus the words now flowing easily from Horatio's pen from his mind onto the page he begins the next verse though Satan should buffet Though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control. It's as if he's continuing the previous thoughts. It's as if he's diving deeper into what may come. And he's realizing, just as uh, the Scripture says in 1 Peter, that this man, Peter, who, who, who dealt with... Uh, God telling him, Jesus telling him that you will, uh, that Satan hath desired you uh, to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Peter is now sharing in these uh, experiences that he's had. And he says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is walking about seeking whom he may devour. But in verse 10, he says of 1 Peter chapter 5, the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that you have suffered a while he will make you perfect he will establish you he will strengthen you he will settle you and so to him be glory and dominion forever that is why it is well with my soul because though Satan should buffet though trials should come I can trust in Jesus tonight I can trust in Jesus tonight and so it is well it is well with my soul hallelujah Oh, in this next part, as Horatio writes, he says that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate. Oh, what wonderful words those are. We, we, might, we might question, oh, wait a second, why? I don't want to be helpless. You know, we look at all these wonderful babies that have been born recently. Uh, to, to, these, to these young couples in the church and we're so thankful for all of that. And we look at them and we consider that when we think about it in, in outside of all of the, the beauty and the love and all of those things, we consider the fact that this child is helpless. And we might say to ourselves, why would I want to be helpless? Why would I want to be weak? Why would I want to be unable or incapable why would I want to be as a little child? Oh, how quickly we forget the words of our Master who said, 
unless you become as a little child. Unless you have the faith as a little child. See, the Scripture says that we go from strength to strength. If we were strong in our own minds and abilities, if we did not need anything from day to day, if we did not need our daily bread, if we could just fend for ourselves, why would we need to go from strength to strength if we were already strong? I'm thankful today that I have a helpless estate because that means that I can rely on Jesus, the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the one who's going to take care of everything everything that I need when I'm weak and when I have a helpless estate that's when the spirit helps our infirmities and makes intercession for us as Romans says that's when I don't have to rely on my own self anymore but I can trust Jesus and so for that reason it is well with my soul hallelujah hallelujah It's because we have a helpless estate that the words continue in the verse. He hath shed His own blood for my soul. Romans says that who is He that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is given at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. And Peter says, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, but in verse 19, with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. See, it's when we have a helpless estate. That's why Jesus shed His own blood for us. He died for us on that gory tree over 2,000 years ago because we have a helpless estate and because of that I could fall at an altar on a Wednesday night and I could say, God cleanse me of every imperfect thing and every weak thing. I bring you my broken peace as pastor shares so often with us brother Tehai's testimony of the brokenness he said all I have is brokenness that I bring to the altar but that's when Jesus steps in and he takes our brokenness and he puts it together somehow and he brings us up and he puts us in a seat in the anchor church and we can serve him because of the helpless estate that we're in because of the blood of Jesus tonight Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is why it is well with my soul. This next verse as I hurry to a close. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought. I love this verse. It's as if he's writing and and just has to put the pen down and and get up from the desk and and steps away and just just walks in in his cabin in that ship and just says, oh, The bliss of this glorious thought. And and you're sitting here like, what's the glorious thought, Mr. Spafford? What are you talking about? And and he's just over here just just so thankful like maybe some of us are on a Sunday morning or something. You'll see somebody's tears are just running down their face and you're wondering, "Why, why are you crying? And it's because of the bliss of this glorious thought. And he continues the thought and says, my sin, not in part, but the whole. It is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh 
my soul. I wonder if there's anybody in the anchor church tonight that would stand to their feet and be able to say, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought that I could praise the Lord because all of my sin is gone. Oh, it is well with my soul because my sin is gone. My sin is gone. Hallelujah. Oh, can you just thank the Lord for a few more minutes tonight? A few more seconds right now. Thank you, Lord, that my sin is gone. Hallelujah. My sin is gone. Oh, praise God. It's nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As the music comes tonight, that is why it is well with my soul. And really it all comes together in Romans chapter 5 where it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For when we were yet without strength, remember being weak, In due time, Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, while we were still sinners, somehow in the mind of God, He looked ahead and saw everyone that's gathered in the building tonight and even those that couldn't make it or that may be watching online. And he saw while we were still sinners, he still died for us. It is well with my soul. But I would be amiss to leave you if you'd gather to the front tonight as a family. Oh, thank you, Jesus. As you're coming, just think, oh, that glorious thought. Oh, the peace that He gives us. Oh, the joy in the midst of sorrow. Think about how it can be well with your soul. See, the next two verses from this song is Horatio writes, They seem to cap it well. Yes, these previous ones were wonderful, but these next two, oh, the hope and the joy it brings us as Jesus-loving Christians. Listen and even read behind me as they put the words up. But Lord, tis for Thee. For Thy coming we wait. The sky, not the grave, is our goal. O trump of the angel, O voice of the Lord, blessed hope, blessed rest of my soul. And he continues and says, And Lord, haste the day. And I love this next part. When the faith shall be sight. So right now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But that day when the clouds part 
our faith will become sight. How wonderful. When those clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. I can imagine he's in 1 Thessalonians there. Where it says, I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe, 1 Corinthians 4, that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend. It's as if He took these verses from the Scripture and put them right into the song. With, from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. No more sorrow as sea billows roll. No more Satan buffeting us. No more trials. We'll forever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Paul writes in the Corinthians about this same subject. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain at the Lord. It's almost as if Paul is saying, be well with your soul. Until He comes, be well with your soul. In the troubles, in the trials, in the tribulations, let it be well with your soul. Oh, I wonder if we could just lift our hands together tonight and tell Him, thank you God that it is well with my soul. And perhaps if it's not, if you find that it, that's not the case tonight, find a place right now that you can pray and, help, and ask Him to help you. Oh, He is here tonight. We can trust Him and that's why it's well with our soul. He's there for us. He shed His blood for us. And that's why it's well with my soul. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.